The Sci-Forum Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Forum Film Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this week we have a very special edition of the podcast uh, where I will report him back from uh, the Romford Horror International Film Festival. Horrific. Um, this took place uh, the weekend of 25th to the 27th of February. Before we go on, though, I must apologise for my mistake last week uh, when I announced that this week would be an interview with... Uh, deformed lunchbox uh, that will now be uh, happening next week um, and like that because we have this special report back uh, and I'll start off by thanking uh, Spencer Hawkin and his uh, crew for the festival this is the second year the festival's been on um, I was uh, had the pleasure of attending last year and again this year and um it was an amazing festival with some wonderful, wonderful films and uh, some really great people to, to there as well. It was quite a bit different this year. It was a bit bigger than it was last time. Um, huh? Last year was in the midst of a lockdown and in, pre, in between that, so it was all... It was, yes. It was, it was also fairly kind of quickly put together. Yeah. Um, right, so... Start off Friday, the 25th of February, 2022, the first day of the festival. And it started in the afternoon at three o'clock. Um, and uh, the first thing on was a film called Valley of the Shadow, which was uh, a uh, documentary type thing, uh, looking at the, um, uh, looking at about, uh, the meanings of horror films and also horror's connection with um faith and religion okay and and how one kind of feeds into the other it was introduced and rated by uh bill oberst jr who uh some of you may know from uh being in films like um there like uh he's been in a couple of rob zombie films i can't remember which ones they were three to hell he was in and uh he, he played he's played quite a few horror films um it was an interesting documentary. Uh, there were some interesting ideas and discussions about horror and its meanings and stuff like that. It was a little bit over long and drawn out for my liking. Um, and I wasn't totally sold on what he was saying about uh, the connections and that kind of thing too much, but it was great to watch clips of old films some of which are like old black and white ones you hardly ever see anymore like uh, the man who laughed which is a classic old film really good and uh, also just some more up-to-date films but ones that are a bit rarer and that you don't get to see um 
so that was that was okay uh that is available to watch on vimeo actually uh you have to pay for it it's only about three quid i think but it's available on there if you want to watch it it's quite good um after that there was a short film called familiar uh, and I'm going to see if I can get an interview with the, the guy who made it. It's a really nice guy, David Ellison. Really nice guy. Um, it's set in 1942 in the USA. It has a fantastic opening. The cinematography is excellent. The edit is brilliant. It's got a great atmosphere. The lead actor is just phenomenal. Um, it is one of the few things I've seen in a long time that has a jump scare in it that actually made me jump. Wow. I know. It was incredible. It, it was excellent. And for me, I'll say this now, even from that moment, it was the short film of the festival for me. Wow. That good. From that moment, I thought, I can't imagine seeing anything any of these short films is going to be better than that. And I didn't. <laughs> um, that was followed by a, uh, a film called Tales of the Creeping Death, which is kind of a, a comedy horror, uh, but it's an anthology film uh, with five, uh, four stories and a connecting story around it. Um, and it's a good mix of stories. There's a Halloween uh, one, Halloween-based one called The Gentleman of Horace, uh, which is a bit odd, but very good and yeah. great effects. And it's connected to the surrounding story. Um, there's a thing called Flatmates, which is a good comedy thing. It's odd. Uh, and it does have a, it has a, a guest appearance in it by Ricky Tomlinson. Wow. Oh. So yeah, I mean, this you know these these are all fairly low budget yeah. films as well. So it's you know, um, then you have one called Terror from the Skies, which I I, I kind of missed something somewhere I think because I'm pretty sure that when he was introduced, the guy was talking about something. What it is is it's an old guy um, in this house, and he pays this hitman to come in to sit with him to make sure he doesn't die before three o'clock in the morning okay and he's reading these um newspaper articles and headlines out of a scrapbook he's got and then making up the backstory to go with them okay and i'm sure he said something about a jazz band with this <laughs> i don't know it was a bit weird um this one was quite good. It's about a group of people who go into this cave and these weird things happen. The sound was a little bit quiet on this. It's a little bit low. Um, and it had to, it was more aliens than it was horror. It was kind of UFOs and stuff like that, but it was good. Um, then <laughs> there's a kind of, there's a werewolf one. Uh, Sorry about a woman being savaged by dogs, uh, which is like these people camping and attacked by effectively a werewolf again the sound was a bit low but the effects were really good um and the film as a whole worked really well it, the comedy was just right it wasn't over the top and it wasn't too on in your face um i mean it was a, it was a really good film I, I really liked it it was probably my third favorite feature of the of the thing um 
then we had the thing that I really wanted, I was really looking forward to. There was a film called Visitors, a short film called Visitors, which was really good. Uh, it was made by the same people who made Extraneous Matter, which was there last year, which was the film about the sex squid. Um, uh, Kenichi Ugana is the director. And uh, it was fantastic because it, it's got shades of the evil dead. There's some humour in it, which works really well, but is a bit black and a bit weird. Um, there's some great effects and there is just brilliant gore because there is so much blood. The human body could not possibly contain that amount of blood. If it did, everyone would be about 30 stone. It's, <laughs> but it's fantastically done and uh, people being cut up with chainsaws and all this kind of thing in a little shack it's great fun um i absolutely i loved it it was great it was good fun um then they had the complete um complete feature of extraneous matter there were trailers for that on youtube um the first part of it this is the same as the short that was on last year mm. um but then it goes on to give a bit more depth to the story, give you a bit more background to what, why these things are there and what they are. It shows a certain amount of kindness and unkindness by the people of Earth to these kind of squid animal things. And it ends up showing kind of like a, a love between squid animals and a, and a human. It's a good film and it's great. It's well made and all that kind of thing but it kind of didn't add too much to the original thing for me because I, the original one was so odd and so good. Yeah. Having the extra stuff was good and it was nice, but it was almost like watching four short films that have been kind of put one after the other that all had the same theme. So I don't know, it was good, but it, was, it wasn't fantastic. Uh, then we had our first uh, round of... Uh, of short film or yeah short films um <clears throat> that came at the end of the the first day we had a thing called change a film called changeling um which uh it, it had a really great look looked fantastic great atmosphere good idea um it's a little bit long and it, it didn't really do it for me it's a kind of like it was setting in a, in a kind of old uh it was almost like a sort of village sort of setting uh, in a shack in, in, the, in the middle of nowhere. And, it's, you know, it's a bit... Um, then there was um, Squish. Now, Squish was a foreign film. I'm not sure where it originally came from. Um, Xavier Siron was the, uh, the, the director. Uh, it's very humorous. <laughs> Very well made. There's a final unexpected twist, which actually it then gets serious about sort of like something, but it is, it, it was really good. It's, it's kind of about sort of, uh, about, I don't know. I don't quite know how to explain what it's about really, but I mean, the end of it is, 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 is about people kind of like, um, doing anything they can to become, to, to uh, find somewhere else to live, uh, which is the serious part of it. 
but there's a lot of humour before that, which includes children being run over and uh, their arms being ripped off and they're being buried and things. It's just, uh, good. It was good. Then we had one called uh, Mag Magdalenus or <clears throat> the Magdalenes. Now, this was a bit of a weird one. It was about three stoners who get involved in some kind of weird alternate universe thing where they meet themselves, but slightly before the things actually happen. And then they meet each other and they come together and it all gets a bit weird. And it all goes sort of like revolves around them getting these um, Magdalene cakes to, to eat because they've all got the munchies. <clears throat> okay. I didn't rate it, to be honest. I didn't think it was that great a film. It was all right, but it wasn't. This. Then there was Witch, spelt W-I-C-H. Okay. Uh, very well made. It was basically a dead joke made into a film. It was worthy of deformed lunchbox. It was brilliant. I mean, if you want, I can tell you the whole thing because it was that short, the basic thing, which is the fact that this guy goes, <laughs> guy goes to the uh, to the fridge, opens it up, and gets attacked by a sandwich that's in the fridge, or half a sandwich that's in the fridge, and it's got teeth and eyes, and it's trying to get his throat, and he's fighting it off, and his wife helps him, and then it starts attacking her, and then he grabs hold of it, and then she eventually shoves it down the uh, the food waste thing and turns it on so it all gets mashed into the food waste and then turns around to him and says, I told you that sandwich had gone bad. <laughs> Which is brilliant. It was just great. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Uh, uh, then there's a film called The Hangman, which is on, actually on YouTube, uh, this, this short film. Uh, good effects, very well made. It's a little bit obvious what's going to happen to an extent, but it's it's well done. It's it's quite a well done film, and it's it's not very long, so I would recommend that people watch it. We might even be able to do a full review of it properly in the in the show because I know it's on YouTube. Uh, then finally, there was a thing called either Z or as is more likely because it's Americanized now, Z Investigation. Uh, there's a trailer for it on YouTube. It was good, well made, good effects, well acted, good bit of humour in it, interesting idea. Um, it was okay. It wasn't fantastic, but it was okay. Uh, and I'd say, you know, have a watch of the, the trailer, and if you get to see it, it'll be good. So that was for the Friday. Now, before I go on to the Saturday, uh, I will say that there were three things there as well, or that, that weren't there last year. There was one, or well, something going on there that, was, that wasn't there last year, and there were three stalls there. Uh, with people selling artwork and one which was uh, people selling books and they were only there on the um, Saturday so I got to talk to them um, on the Saturday so before I go through the uh, list of the stuff that we watched on Saturday here's a little bit of the interview that I did with them. So you could just tell me a bit about yourselves and what you're doing here? Uh, we are Red Cake Publishing and we publish horror. 
today we're here selling only some of our pieces of work, um, mostly the anthologies, which two are We've got charity books. Yeah, mostly the mostly range of things. anthologies. We've got a few examples of some of the other things, a few of my own books. Um, we've probably got around 60 titles in total. We've got maybe 12 with us today. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, really. Just sort of promoting what we do. Um, so, do you do, many, do you do most of the film festivals, or are you? Um, not really. We did Horror on Sea last month, um, which we also did a couple of years ago before everything was cancelled for so long. Um, but other than that, we haven't really done that many events. We we run one in Brighton twice a year. Um, so, where are you based? We're near Brighton. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we run a Brighton one, but that's a more of a general book fair, so it's multi-genre, it's not horror-specific. Cool. Um, your full range is available on your website? Yeah, on the website, everything's available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, but, quite a few on Godless now. Yes, but um, our website's probably the, well, the best prices on the website, by and direct. Cool. Thank you very much. Okay. Right, so... Uh, on to Saturday, the 26th of February, 2022. And we started off with a load of short films. There was one, House of the Rising Sun. It was animated and basically it was just a version of the song with an animated sort of thing with like horror devilish sort of connotations to it. It was a good version of the song. The animation was really great. But it was wasn't spectacular, really. It just it was just okay. It looked almost like the beginning to a film. Okay. It could have been a title sequence to a, to a feature film. You know, so it would have been great as that was what it was. <clears throat> but uh, here you go. Um, then there was a film called Shifter. Now I I liked Shifter. Um, Again, it's, there was a lot of foreign uh, shorts in this, in this year, which was good. Uh, the cinematography was great. It was a very interesting film. It was very kind of thought out well, very well made. There was a, they, they um, put together like a sense of panic. Yeah. In the, people, in the characters in the film that was really well done. It was really, it came across really well and it was really great. But that, that was, that was good. Um, then there was a Spanish film called You Will Never Be Back. The set on that was great. It was fantastic. It was a hotel-type setting or an apartment building-type setting, but it was really well made. Uh, the film was well made. The effects were really good. Very interesting, very odd, uh, but excellent. And it, it, kind of it kind of had to do with a kind of reality loop sort of thing. Oh. Uh, and and sort of I don't know if it was a parallel universe or if it was just kind of some kind of weird pocket universe or something that this woman gets put into. It, it, but it was really good, really good. Um, there was a French film called Vindange, which means draining apparently. Uh, it seems like a really ordinary film about some guys who work together getting together for a weekend fishing. Um, but then it kind of changes because there's something in the water that starts attacking them. 
and and it it's really good it, it's done really really well because it's it's quite unexpected you never know what it is all you know is that this lake is actually on top of what used to be uh, uh an old town that was a dam was put in place and it was kind of flooded and, and uh so you know it could be ghosts from the town is it you know what is it you know don't know um there's a next one's called relic which good cinematography uh it's a bit strange but good and there's this there's this bit where this there's this sort of symbol on a tree of what looks like a face mask and this guy ends up, ends up carving it and it's turns out not to be a mask as such but it's more like a sort of octopus type thing or squid type thing and it, it's kind of he gets he has these dreams where he's being attacked by this thing and i thought for a moment it was going to be another sex squid film but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't but it was it was good anyway um then uh we have a thing called transfert which is set in 1967 but they time travel back to 1942 and it's um, really more sci-fi than horror, but it's a really good film. Um, it's an interesting idea with good effects, and it's it's kind of uh, you know, I mean, you know, the, the world in 1942 was not necessarily a great place to be, and and uh, it's 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 a very cleverly made film. Um, Eddie, we had these great cheap thrills, which is the really low budget short films. There was a film called Strings. It's got an old black and white look to it. It's deliberately made like that. And it's made as a silent movie. It's got a, like a moral and social message to it. But it's a bit too overstated, really. It's like kind of, it's like trying to kill a, like trying to kill a fly with a baseball bat. You know, it's, it's kind of... Um, <laughs> It was a bit too long and a bit too kind of, yes, we know we got the message now. We're supposed to be nice to people. Thank you. And it was just a bit naff, really. I didn't really get it at all. Um, then there was a short film called The Doghouse, and I'd love to interview the woman who made this. It was brilliant. It was about uh, possibly the weirdest um, house-sharing uh, situation you've ever come across uh, it had a great look to it the visuals were really interesting and really good the acting was brilliant and the character dynamics were fantastic the way the characters interacted with each other was brilliant uh, again it was odd as a lot of them were over this weekend but it was really good uh, then there's another one which I made try and get an interview is called Don't Open the Box very good quite funny very well made and it's just a it was just quite a simple short film but it was really good to watch it was it was a really good good thing to to watch um i'm hoping that at some point it will be on youtube for people to be able to just um dig into we've seen a lot of um locked box films but this one was was slightly different and was quite good i liked it um then we had another series of short films. 
Uh, and there was one called, the first one was called Mute. It's an American, I think it's American, it may be Canadian, I don't know. And it was told in flashbacks. It's like this guy goes to a, a priest and he's, he's, uh, he's uh, doing confession and it's told in the flash, flashback. Look good, interesting story. It's good, but not really what I'd call horror, but it was based on a C Stephen King short story. But other ones he's written on being horror. I mean, a lot of his Backman stuff weren't horror. Things like the Green Mile and, and stuff like that. Um, the second one is called Vox Ferrum, which means voice faith, apparently. And it's it's a film for the deaf. It's in British Sign Language. And it, it's, it's kind of uh, been backed by them. Um, is really good. The idea was fantastic. It's the idea of like uh, uh, spirits coming through from a Ouija board and stealing the voice of, of teenagers who maybe don't get on with their parents or whatever. Yeah. The only problem I had with it is the dad of the family doesn't look that much older than the daughter. <laughs> so it was a bit strange, but it was a great finish. The idea was was really, really well done. And doing a whole whole film, a whole short film in, in sign purely in sign language is is really clever. It's a really, really clever idea. Um and there was a thing called Ghosts, which was a French film, which had good opening and titles, kind of reminded me of a 1970s drama with the music and, and things. It was fun, quietly funny, and it was okay. It wasn't fantastic, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, then you had this thing called Mama Don't Go, which had great effects and a good story. I would like to have seen more. I would, I would like the film to have been longer because it just seemed like it was too short. I needed to know more of what was going on, really. Um... We got the, the next one was split, which is interesting because it was done in a split screen thing where you could see through the you could see the person who was having things done and the person who was doing them, if you like, the attacky and the attacker, the different parts, which was interesting, very well made. Then uh, enchantment, which looked great. To be honest, it looked a bit like an advert. Uh, it looked like an advert for something, which was interesting, weird, but yeah. Um, then Mask, which is, was good. It had a natural look to it, quite odd, amusing-ish, and then suddenly it wasn't. Um, and then it was okay, but it was... Yeah. Nothing, nothing grabbed me about it. Uh, Finally, oh, there was a black and white thing called The Tick, which is odd. It's um, it's a bit like a David Lynch film. It's got it's a black and white film, and it's kind of got that sort of quiet intensity that David Lynch has in his films sometimes, where people kind of stare at things for a while, and you have like mood music and atmosphere and not a lot else. And then things happen for a couple of seconds, then they don't. And it's kind of like, well, uh, then there was a feature film called, uh, now I, I think it's pronounced Doister. Okay. 
uh, spelt D-U-Y-S-T-E-R. It's about three students doing a um, documentary type thing, making a documentary type thing about this guy called Johannes Deuster, who was the executioner in Antwerp in the 1600s. And he was also the, he was the person who executed and uh, examined witches. He was like a witch finder. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the problem with it, because that would be quite interesting. I think the do a documentary about this guy would be quite interesting. If he's real, I'm not totally sure he is because of the story. But this is actually a found footage film. Okay. Fairly typical found footage film, uh, which has got a quite overlong and quite dull start to it. <laughs> Later action and effects are good, but they go on a bit too long and they get a little bit dull as well. <laughs> so, a bit like every other found footage film I've ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> It does pretty much sound like most fan footage films I've seen. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Uh, there was a film on next. I missed the beginning of it. It's called it's called Ruthless. I'm, I'm like, to be honest, I wasn't overly, I wasn't sure about watching it anyway. But uh, it was about a group of people who go uh, on holiday, uh, a celebratory trip to a remote home in Wales. And they start being killed one by one. And you find out that it's one of the people who's there who are killing them. And it's all a bit, it wasn't great acting. It was, the effects weren't fantastic, but they were okay. The uh, cinematography was okay. Everything was just a bit okay. Um, you know? Um, then came a great, great, feature film um i'd like to do it. i'm going to see if i can get some interviews with some of the people involved in this it was a packed screen the the, the, the cinema was packed there were about 200 people in there it's very popular uh it's called Manfish, and it says a fish out of water story literally and it's a comedy horror uh made by uh mark coleman uh it was made mainly in canvey island but they did film, the opening scene of it was filmed in on uh, the Isle of Sheppey because they needed somewhere to look like Canvey Island in the early 90s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Parsons Canvey Island still look like it does, not it? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Um, but the rest of it, interestingly, the rest of it was filmed in Redbridge. Oh, wow. So proper on our doorstep. All right. Yeah. Um, cinematography was fantastic and the sound was great. The effects were really, were really good. Um, yes, it was a bloke in a suit. It <laughs> looked like a, a manfish, but it didn't matter because it worked. Uh, the story was fantastic. The humour was fantastic. It was an excellent film. It really, really was. And it, it, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, the, the storyline is to do with a a group of um, fish people and uh, apparently at certain times of the year or well not even of the year certain times when the the moon is in the right conjunction the temperature's right and the 
tide is right and all that sort of thing one of them comes out of the sea and they find somebody they find a woman to take back to their their fishy lair to be their mate a human woman uh, except in this case he doesn't fall in love with a human woman fair enough and it's the kind of but the, the characters are just brilliant and it's so well put together and so well thought out i loved it it really is an excellent film. Um, it, it sounds it. Is. <laughs> it is. It, it's. It, it's. Um, slightly less comedic, but the same sort of humour, I suppose, as in um, uh, Cockneys versus Zombies and Cannibals and Carpet Fitters. You know, that kind of like white boy sort of white egg, you know, more, yeah, type of Cuba. It was good, very good, very, very good. Uh, and the acting in it was was spectacular. The, the, the guy who played um, Terry, Dean Kilby, was brilliant. He really was. Um, that was followed by a film called That Old Misery. Very odd. Got a nasty opening in which a man, uh, I, don't, I don't quite know exactly what it is that's wrong with him as such, um, but he's obviously obsessed with sex and things, and he ends up getting into a bath and masturbating himself to death by removing, physically removing his member or tugging it too much. Hey. <laughs> it's kind of an odd mix of film types as well because the, the, the actual look of the film is different in some there's a few bits with, that look almost like documentary style filming and there's a few bits that look like proper feature film filming and it, it's, it's kind of weird but it works uh, and it's really good I really liked it it's good, good effects and it works really well um, then there was Another feature which called called Wyvern Hill. Um, excellent start to it. And the credit scene were brilliant, that sort of thing. Cinematography was excellent. Lovely, lovely landscape and, and the, the countryside and something. It started off, it was almost like two or three different films in one. Yeah. Because you had these parallel storylines which then came together. Um, the effects were great. The acting was phenomenal, and uh, I, 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 you know, I just I thought it was absolutely excellent film. It it centres around a woman who is uh, going through the early stages of dementia, and then you've got all this weird stuff going on, and it is difficult to work out whether what is happening is just in her mind because of the dementia or if it's really happening or if it's just something weird that's going on that isn't really happening it's, it's kind of difficult to tell what's going on and what's real and what isn't for a while which must be similar to the way it feels for somebody who has dementia um <laughs> She was fantastic, uh, Pat Garrett. She she's she was 
absolutely excellent. And I was I was really torn. I I couldn't make my mind up for completely different reasons. They're totally totally different films in every single way. But I was very very torn. I couldn't make my mind up whether this one or Manfish were were the best film of the the feature film for me of the of the festival because they were both so good. Wow. Um, they really were. And uh, there was a short film called The Witch's Bargain, which was okay. It was funny issue bits, had great effects, and a, quite a good story and good idea. But it, you know, it, it, I think it went on a bit long, but it was okay. It was, it was well done. Then we had a film, short film called 11pm, which is in black and white. Slightly odd camera work and editing. Little over long, quite odd. And my last thing that I wrote as a note while I was watching was losing interest. <laughs> I, I completely lost interest in it. And it was just like, I don't know. And then it, it went on, it was like, there was an, almost like a countdown from 10.38 or something. And it kept jumping, showing you these little clips of things that was going on, and then it jumped back and it showed you it was 10.50 something. And, it, and then, oh, funny, 11 o'clock, something happened. And but by then I couldn't be bothered. I just didn't care. And I didn't really take a lot of notice of what happened at 11 o'clock because it was like, oh, whatever. <sighs> Sounds like a very interesting film. Oh, yeah. And there was a thing called Exit, which had a slightly odd start. It basically was just, uh, it, there was some humour in it, but it was odd humour. And uh, altogether, it was an odd film, and I'm not sure if I liked it at all. It's okay. But it was basically just seemed like an excuse for some sex and violence and not a lot else. You know, it, it, it really... The humour was good because there was a guy in there who was a typical Eastern sort of like white boy. I mean, not it's one of the flats or, or silly like, and you know, I only get the good stuff in here. I don't know, no rubbish in my places. Uh, so that was quite funny. Um, and he was continually trying to sell, sell them on the things like, see this, see this kitchen here? This kitchen's so new, you can't even get it in the shops. So will I come to see any of them? I've got connections, me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that was the end of uh, Saturday. So that, the best part about that was the humour. The rest of it was just pretty much, you could have just waved it, didn't you? Uh, so there you go. On Sunday, um, yeah, I interviewed a couple of other people that were there with stalls. And um, <laughs> I, we'll go into the third one in a minute because that'll be. It'd be quite interesting but uh, to start off with i interviewed someone who is um an award-winning fan artist uh who has won a, a a rondo award which is quite a prestigious award and uh, i had a little interview with her about her and her, her, her artwork hello hi 
Uh, tell me who you are and what you're doing here at Romford uh, Horror Film Festival. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is known as Nufo, so that's a play on words between Art Nouveau and a false interpretation where the faux originates from France. And I do basically digital artwork, uh, and it's a fusion between Art Nouveau, classic horror, but I also focus on things like vintage fantasy as well. Um, the other thing about my work is that I'm trying to fit something in the market that's not really out there. So you see loads of classic horror artwork, you see Art Nouveau all the time, why not fuse them together? And that's, it's really, it's just two of my favourite subjects as well, and I wanted to merge them also. But basically the way it's made, it's all done through Photoshop via a laptop on a touch bar. I don't use like a stylus pen or anything like that. It's a mixture of digital drawing, collage and graphic design. Cool. And yeah, just coming out here, trying to get my name out there. This is my first time being here as well. And I was at Darkfest last year, which was my first ever convention as well. And you are, you are an award-winning artist. I am. I've got my Rondo Award, which I won last year for Best Fan Artist. Uh, funny enough, only a few days ago, the ballot got released again for this year for its 20th anniversary. And fingers crossed, I might win again. Who knows, because it's all based around like a voting system. Cool. But yeah, I was very pleased about that, because not only it's an American-based award ceremony, me being British, apparently it's very harder to win there. But not only that, I was also the first woman after 11 years to win in that category. Cool, that's very really good. And uh, you, on your website you have all of this stuff that's on you here and lots more, yes? Yes, I do. So basically pretty much everything you've just seen on the table, there's probably there's also a couple other things as well on there, and I do take commissions also. Um, majority of my work, it's uh, A5 and A4 size. I do have some limited edition pieces in coffin shaped as well with holographic effect, and I do stickers. Price range-wise, my artwork starts at £15, considering the amount of work that goes into everything and how different it is, it's actually really reasonably priced. Even things like A4, like Vincent Price, and my Dracula work, that starts at 25 So it's affordable, but you're also getting something different at the same time. And not only that, as I'm still not relatively known, uh, I'm still kind of like dipping my toe in the water and just really seeing how far this may go. I've already been featured in a couple of magazines with We Belong Dead and Classic Monsters, and I've actually got a project coming up with Little Shop of Horrors as well. Cool. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for talking to me. You're welcome. <laughs> so what we'll do now is we'll go through some of the stuff that happened on Sunday, and then I'll we'll do the, the final interviewee bits in a minute. Um, so s Sunday, the... Uh, whatever the date was on Sunday, 27th. Didn't write that in. Um, started off with a uh, some short films. We started off with one called uh, Aiku Tierra, I think it is. Don't know. It's on YouTube. It's, it, it was good cinematography, great atmosphere in it. Um, decent makeup effects. It was a reasonable, reasonably good film, but it is on YouTube, so maybe, again, we can do it as a full thing and we could both watch it and see, see what we think. Um, there was a thing then called Haunted Thrills, which was quite interesting. It's a short documentary about American horror comics. Um, it, it, it was very, very interesting, especially because of the fact that uh, people like Stan Lee and Josh Kirby and people like that were originally involved in doing these sort of comics before they started doing the whole superhero stuff. Um, 
I'd really like to see a longer and more in-depth version of this. See, see, because it was really, really interesting to watch. Because um, I don't know a lot about the American horror, horror comics. I've, I've seen some of them, but I, I didn't really, they weren't around over here. So, you know, we didn't have them in the, in the shops, which uh, was, it, yeah, but it was, it was very interesting to watch. I would like to see a full length documentary done on it. That could be quite good. Um, yes, the next one is called Youth in Mercia. Quite sure what that means. Um, it, it was a little odd, interesting. It's a very odd idea. It was pretty good. It wasn't fantastic. It was, it was all right. Um, that was followed by quite a strange film called Belfast 1912. It was a really interesting idea and an interesting story about... Um, I don't know if it's about time travel so much as time interaction, maybe. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. It, it, it's a bit odd uh it's a very good film um acting the set the costumes were all fantastic and it's got a kind of twist at the end that you don't expect and then you, you kind of like go oh that was that's quite a clever it's cleverly written in yeah um to it kind of explained also why none of the things that happened in it ever get out to the the wider world um, the next one was a short film called Dragon Blue. Um, yeah, it's kind of comic bookish. It's okay, but a bit naff and a bit fun. Kind of like a bit like Power Rangers, but on a really low budget. Um, looked almost like the pilot for a TV series that never got made because it was bit too deaf but it was okay and it was quite fun to watch because of the fact that you got to the point where you're going i can't take this seriously i'm not sure it was meant to be taken seriously either to be honest yeah um then there was a thing called uh fracturous which i think is a foreign film made by fernando tato um, <clears throat> it's very good but it seemed like it was part of a film movie it seemed like it was almost like you were watching a section in the middle of a film okay um, which works sometimes but I'm not sure um, then you have a thing called Story of an Empty Village I, I must admit that I actually missed the very beginning of this um, due to I mean, he needed to go to the toilet because of the fact that there were not many, not many breaks with these films. Imagine. Um, it was okay. It was a bit long. Had a good look about it. It was odd, interesting. There was a very interesting board game on it that they were playing. This is bloke and these two girls in a in a uh, in a um, house in this village that is now empty. And, and, but they're playing this board game. It looked very interesting, the board game. Uh, the film was okay, but... Was... 
There was uh, next one, a film called Lava, which had a very interesting introduction to it. Um, had good makeup effects, not so great animation or CGI on some of it. There's, there's some animation and some CGI, which wasn't brilliant. It was okay as a film. Um, there was a thing called La Penumbra, or The Gloom, which had fantastic sound effects, really good jump scares and great effects. I really liked it a lot. Uh, there's a trailer for it on YouTube, which really you need to watch and, and have a look at. Um, then there was a film called, short film called Friend, which uh, the acting wasn't excellent. It was a little bit stilted, but it was a good film. It was an interesting film about uh, the, the dangers of, of internet stalking and things. Quite interesting. Um, then there was a uh, film, a thing called Echoes, which had looked fantastic, had really good sound, but it was very short. <laughs> but it was very good, and it's about people um, <clears throat> in a sort of underground, underpass type thing, and their voices echoing and, okay. and stuff, and echoes from the past and things. There was a feature film called 2.0 Lucy, which I, again, I missed the very beginning of because I was doing an interview. Um, it looked good. The acting was okay. It was a relatively good film, but I, it, to me, it, I mean, it wasn't a horror film. It was, it was to do with um, archaeologists digging up uh, a, basically a, capsule time capsule sort of thing which had has a human well a humanoid okay which turns out to be one of our ancestors um yes then there was a, a film called uh, super terranian i really feel bad about this because of the fact this guy made a, a short film which i saw later and i loved it and he's a really nice guy it's a very well shot film. Yeah. I liked the mystery of it because there, it, there was, it was a bit of a slow burner and it, it kind of, there was a mystery to it that you weren't aware of or you couldn't work it out while you were watching it. It's a bit like, um, you know, like when you watch the first Saw film. Yeah. You have no idea who these people are, why they're there, what's going on, but you gradually find out. Yeah. It was a bit like that. It was a little bit, over long, mm. took a little bit too long to get where it was. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, I think it fits as a horror film. It was a great drama stroke. Yeah, it was a great drama. Um, and it had a kind of nasty ending to it, but it, I'm not sure. It was an odd, interesting story. Um, and the end of it, the very end of it was really quite good. Quite a good twist. Uh, it's not a bad film at all by any stretch of the imagination, but it just kind of left me feeling a bit like, you know, I, I, I was expecting a lot more from it than I got. Yeah. Pity, because as I say, his other short, which I'll come to in a while, was, was really good. Um. Cheap Thrills 2, we had um, 
thing called uh, My Doll Betty. There's a trailer for this on YouTube. Uh, looked great. It was strange and disturbing from the very start. Wow. Um, it was very odd, but it was also very good, especially for something done on an incredibly cheap budget. Really good. Then we had The Haunted Hole. Now, the interesting thing about The Haunted Hole, which is on YouTube, you may have to watch this, is that it was actually done by some of the same people, or the same people who were involved in making Dull. Oh, okay. Hmm. It had a very natural look to it, very good, very good camera angle. Some of the camera angles were odd, but really good, really worked well. It was really well edited, really good effects. And apparently they're looking to make a feature film uh, based on the same idea, but expanding on it, <coughs> um, which could be really, really good. I'm going to have to see about getting these guys on to do an interview. Uh, that was followed by Dull. Okay. We, uh, you know, that's on YouTube. We did a review of that recently. Uh, and I would say, one thing I would say is it looks, despite all that we said about it at the time, we, I mean, we did like it. There were a few things we said about it at the time that weren't quite, quite right. And these guys were very appreciative of that because of the fact that they, 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 you know, they were saying that they learn by people saying what they what they think is wrong with it. Um, but I would say that the the film looked and the effect of watching the film was so much better on a big screen. Yeah. It, it works so much better on a big screen. So you know, I'd, I'd definitely give Dole a go because it's a good film. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, then there was, uh, I, I, I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce this. I think it's Serain. I don't know. It's S-A-I-R-A-N-E. Uh, this was made by the same guy who made Super Terranian. Um, Ian Gordon. Really nice guy, Ian Gordon. Uh, it looks, when it starts off, it looks okay. The colours are a bit muted, but it's fine. The effects are absolutely excellent. It's funny. It's amusing. Not just funny, it's amusing. It's a great story. And yeah. It's a great film. It's really good. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's about a guy who's got a degenerative, degenerative disease and he's studying it. And trying to find a cure for it, and he eventually can. He eventually comes up with basically uh, something that he discovers that he can remove parts of his body and they'll grow back. Yeah, and it, but it's it's great. It is really really good. Definitely worth a watch if you ever get to see it. After have, have to look out for it. Um. Then we had some more short films. We had a, a film called He Murdered Sleep, which, according to the um, the director, who gave a little recorded intro to it, he, he described it as a gonzo cyberpunk Macbeth. <laughs> it's very cleverly done. It's the story of Macbeth. It's, 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 well, it's part of the story, a section of Macbeth. Very well made. Uh, it's a big short film, and I don't mean it's long, and I don't mean it has tons of money thrown at it necessarily. It's 
got quite a few people in it and some really good effects and some clever effects and and the story is cleverly done it's very good and i would really like to see a full play of macbeth done in this style oh i would really like to see what it would turn out like seeing him do the full play because I... this show is, is is that good it's 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 definitely worth Somebody would put the money up to, to, to do it because it's done so well because it marries together the original, some of the original dialogue. Yeah. With some pieces which are a bit more up to date and a much more horrific kind of action effect. Wow. Movies. It's really, really good. Um, there we have a warehouse. Uh, it's a black and white film, fairly normal. Then it turns and becomes very odd. I think it's Korean. It's definitely Asian of some kind. Uh, it's, uh, I think, I don't know. It, it looks it. Uh, it's normal. Not, there's no music or dialogue in it at all. It's kind of funny-ish in a few places. Yeah. Very bloody. And then at some point changes to colour rather than black and white. And, it, and it's just kind of, um, yeah, odd. <laughs> That's possibly the best way of putting it. Korean, I can understand. They, they seem to do a lot of bloody well, stuff. Asian Asian horror, in, in most Asian horror. Yeah, as I say, even any Asian horror I've seen recently anyway. I seem, I seem to have watched quite a lot recently, and it's freaking me out a bit. But it seems to have a lot of blood and guts and violence in it. Yeah, and, and just oddness to it, because you kind of go, what? <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Um, you got another film called The, the Ogress, which is on YouTube. Uh, it's a good idea. It's very well shot. It's a little bit overlong and slow, but it's good in the end. Yeah. The end, the end part of it is really good. Uh, then uh, the last or the next short was uh, called Odds. Now, this was done by somebody who did a film last year, uh, A.D. Cooper, who I interviewed, who did a film last year called uh, Penny Dropped. This is a completely different sort of film. Okay. It's got a great look. It's brilliant. Uh, I loved it. It's completely different to last year's film, as I say. Um and it kind of answers a question which I've thought about a few times, which is what would happen if two serial killers came face to face with each other? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I suppose I have, weirdly, that I've actually thought about that a couple of times as well. Yeah, well, so have I. This is why I thought, you know, and seeing that it, it kind of answers it. It doesn't necessarily really answer it, but it kind of does. And it's a very short, short. So, you know, worth a look at it anyway. Uh, the next lot of shorts. Um, I've got to say, this was the last lot of uh, short films. And I've got a note at the top of the page, which just says, I'm getting a bit bored of overhead forest shots. 
There were a lot of short films that were set out in the open, which had these stock footage overhead forest taken by drone shots. And it was getting a bit like, oh, really? <laughs> um, but, you know, there you go. Uh, there, there's, uh, the first film was called uh, Anguane. I think it's Anguane. A-N-G-U-A-N-E. Anguane. Um, we've just got a trailer on YouTube. It looked good. It wasn't bad. It was a little bit long, and it really didn't keep my attention completely. I, I honestly, seriously, couldn't tell you exactly what it was about because I got kind of like the attention drifted completely. Um, the next film was um, Moondrops. Yeah. Which has got a trailer on YouTube. It started off in black and white and then it's got a slightly odd start to it. Um, and then it goes to colour. Uh, it's got some odd fantasy bits in these people's mundane real life. And it's a kind of odd love story type of thing. Not a bad little film. It's definitely not a horror film in any way, shape or form. Not by any stretch of the imagination could it ever be classed as a horror film. Um, it is a fantastic film. It looks brilliant. Yeah. The sound is brilliant. The direction is brilliant. But it's not a horror film. <laughs> but it's, it's a great little film. It just really is. Um, there you go. Uh, then there was a third film was called Short of Perfection. It was a short, short about how about the perfect crime and what this guy's idea of the perfect crime was it was okay but it really wasn't my thing at all i really didn't like it or rate it uh then we have redwood which is on youtube now this has an on an odd start to it Uh, shaky camera work, interesting editing. It's a bit odd, not great. My biggest problem with it is that nobody in it sounds or looks as if they are old enough to play the parts they're playing. <laughs> they all look like a bunch of teenagers at school. <laughs> I think it was a student film. Yeah. But it's like if you're playing coppers, you should really look. Hard. You should really look more than look like you're older than fourteen. You know, um, put a moustache on them, do something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it just was a bit like hmm, not great, but yes. Then we have sugar lumps. Uh, interesting visual effects, more like a music video than a film, really. A bit odd, a bit bizarre. The end of it is sort of horror-ish, but it's not really a horror film. Sixth film is possibly my second favourite short film of the thing as far as horror goes. It's a very bloody film. It's about self-harm. It's a fantastic it's got really good effects and it's a really good film because it, it, it's it, 
it's about yeah so it's about self-harm but it's also about like being haunted by a ghost or, or somebody who's died it, it's just really good really a good film um next film is believe which is a found footage style thing bit odd it's a slightly different way of doing a found footage thing uh, raw editing it's just a bit too long again it's the problem with found footage things i think people don't know when to edit it where how to cut it down so that it doesn't become boring it doesn't get too much um there's a very short film called off the hook which is a very realistic looking film very good it's it's a it's, it's slightly unexpected and quite interesting even if it does look a bit old now because of the fact the phone that they use in it is kind of like one of these old lift up the receiver dial things you know which people probably haven't had for about the last 20 years um there we got uh horizon which is a post-apocalyptic post i can't say it post apocalyptic post-apocalyptic that's the word it's one of them uh <laughs> at least i think it is it's kind of not sure completely um it's interesting camera work a bit confusing in places a little bit overlong i put a question mark on horror it, it's it's good but i'm not sure it is really horror uh, then we have Reflection, which is another one on YouTube. Slightly washed out coloured, which is done for, for, the, for effect. It's not, a, it's not a mistake. It's done for effect. Slightly odd. Really good filming and editing and effects on it. It's, it's a really good idea. It's about, you know, the, the reflection in, in a mirror becoming uh, um, more than just the reflection, as it were. Um, right, then we're going to get on to my favourites of the festival and to the awards. But before we do that, I'm going to show a little bit of film here. Now, I made a little mistake doing this. Okay. I did a little bit of filming of the wares of uh, an artist who had a stall at the, uh, at the um, festival. I then did an interview with him. The problem is that in between doing this filming of his paintings and doing the interview, I turned my phone off. Well, rather than turn my phone off, I turned the camera off. When I turned the camera back on and I went to interview him, I had noticed that it had changed from video to photo. So what I actually took was a photograph of him, not a video of the interview. So what I will do now is I will show you the video I took of the uh, paintings that he had for sale there with me doing a voiceover explaining exactly who he was and what it was about. <laughs> this is the artwork of uh, Rick Melton, who is um, probably best known for doing the covers for horror magazine, The Dark Side, uh, and illustrations for other magazines and for doing his own uh, Susie comics. Um, his artwork is all hand painted and uh, it's a mix of horror and erotica. Uh, he has his own website, Stunningly Savage, which I will post a link up to. Um, and he sells stuff from there and also through eBay. Um, 
it's incredible work. It really, really does look good. Um, and he's a really nice guy. So uh, it was a pleasure to meet him. I wish I could have recorded the interview with him properly. Um, but there you go. Uh, I wish him all the best, as I say. And I, it was great to meet him. And um, yeah, check out his artwork. Right. So on to the final part. Uh, I'm going to go through my favourites of the festival before I get on to the ones that actually won awards. Um, the things I would say were, that were, are worth a look, but uh, you know, we're kind of like on the second tier for me. Uh, where let's go, you got Shifter, uh, You'll Never Be Back, Rindage, uh, Transfert, Doghouse, definitely, Don't Open the Box, uh, and Mama Don't Go, and that old mystery. Now, as far as the top flight were concerned, I would go for uh, Tales of Creeping Death, uh, La Penumbra, uh, Vox Ferrum. Which oops, uh, visitors, Cutter, Sian, whatever it is, odds, and then it would have to be the top three for me. Top two uh, feature films would definitely Wyvern Hill and Manfish equally, and the top short film was definitely familiar. It, it was great. Um, so, on to the awards. The awards were issued. Now, I did actually miss one of them because I didn't catch who they said it was, to be honest, which annoyed me, but, or what the film was, but annoyed me. But I will have to see if I can find out. Uh, but the, I mean, if you have a look on the web, website for the uh, Romford Horror Film Festival, or it's the Romford Film Festival, then there's a separate section for the Horror Film Festival, and there should be a list there of... of uh, the films and what they won and things. So, started off, uh, Best Actress went to Pat Garrett with Wyvern Hill. Very well deserved. Uh, best Actor was Andrew Redman in Tales of the Creeping Death. Best Local Film was Manfish. And the Best Feature Film was Madfish, Manfish. Uh, best Film Under Five Minutes was Off the Hook. Best Short Film was Familiar. Best cinematography went to Moondrops, and the best score went to Moondrops. Um, the best cheap thrill was a tie between Haunted Hill, Haunted Hole, and Dull, which, considering they're made by the same two guys, <laughs> one of them directed one, and one directed the other. Which, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, best screenplay was Cutter which was, I think, again, very well-deserved. Best non-English non film was Transfert. Best director was uh, Monica Matteo for You Will Never Be Back. Uh, the jury gave five extra prizes that were just the jury prizes of ones that they liked. Uh, they went to Odds, Belfast 1912, Extraneous Matter Complete, and The Witch's Bargain, and there was one other, but I didn't hear what that one was. Somebody was talking and I didn't hear them say. Uh, there was a special award for best lockdown film, which went to Ain. Uh, then we have the, the, the slightly strange categories. We had best chainsaw death went to visitors. Best horrific bath time went to the old misery. Uh, best found footage was Dyster. Uh, best horrific house share was Doghouse. And the best folk film went to The Changeling. 
Now there was a there was another film after all that, which I didn't bother watching. I must say, we we will probably be able to watch it if you want to. We will probably be able to find it somewhere online. It's called Your the Hunter from the Future, uh, and it says. On here, the, it says and it says, you're an extremely blonde prehistoric warrior comes to question his origins, particularly with regards to a mysterious medallion he wears. When he learns of a desert goddess who supposedly wears the same medallion, your decide, decides that he must find her and learn his true identity. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I've never heard of this film before. Um, <laughs> This, this film was made in 1983. Wow, it's almost, almost 40 years old. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say, really. It just uh, So there you go. That's, that tells you what that is. So if you want to watch that, then feel free to do so. I don't think we'll bother. But um, hey, I will say that it was a really, really good festival. Um, uh, before I sum up completely, I'm just going to uh, show you a little interview I did at the end of the whole thing with uh, Spencer Hawkin, who was the man who put it all together. So we reached the end of the second uh, Romford International Horror Film Festival. Yes. And how do you think it's gone? Yeah, it's good. It's been it's been it's it's been a very strange journey because it, it's kind of one thing or another, very very tight. Um, in terms of the running time, particularly today, in terms of like the lack of breaks, etc. But by the same token, I would sooner show more films because a filmmaker wants to have their film seen Absolutely. and allow the participants that come here to drop in and out as it suits them. If they don't want to watch something, they can leave, go and get some food, get back in. But yeah, fantastic. Yesterday, 200-odd uh, people for Manfish. That was fantastic. 175, I think, for Wyvern Hill. Absolutely great. A really nice, um, a really nice uh, group of people. And as we both know, horror people are the loveliest people in the world. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, you're looking to do uh, do it again next year? Yes. Maybe bigger and better? Well, it will definitely be bigger. And that much has been made very, very clear because we're already getting a lot of submissions for next year and we've had a lot of submissions during the festival, uh, about 75 in fact, wow. while the festival's been running. So obviously we're doing something, right? Because yeah, suddenly yeah. people were thinking, oh, horror festival. So um, yeah, that, so, and, and obviously we started having um, stands here this year yep. and all the participants have all said that they will be back next year and I've got a whole list of people that have said they want to come next year. So, you know, who knows? Bigger screen next year, screen one perhaps. Yeah. And uh, more films with a better series of breaks. <laughs> we can only hope. Thank you very much, Spencer, both Thank for this interview and for uh, putting the whole thing on. It's been really good to be here. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank really you. appreciate it. Well, there you go. That's the, uh, the, the Romford Horror Film Festival for 2022. Um, some good stuff on there, yeah. Really, really good. Um, it sounded like it. 
we will have to see at some point about seeing if we could both go along because I think it would it would be quite great rather than it just being me feeding back and you just sitting there nodding for us to be able to actually discuss them. It's the, the thing is that last year, last one, the year's one, I actually see advertised. Yeah. This one I didn't. This year's one I didn't even see until you mentioned it, the fact you were going. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't know. It's a bit odd, but. Um, We'll definitely keep an eye out. It's going to be at this time next year, same sort of time next year. They do have, one thing they do have, which I'll keep an eye out for and put a thing up for, is they do have a Valentine's Day. Why would it be Valentine's Day? A Halloween special um, programme where they do a full day or a full night, rather, of, of films. And I went to the very first one, which was fantastic because we started off at the old nightclub, which is above there. And uh, we watched, um, what did we watch? We watched uh, Beetlejuice and The Fog. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we moved down to the cinema and uh, it was great. The only thing I would say, the only, the, only, the only problem I had with it, apart from staying awake till the, five o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was that we finished. The only problem with it was the fact that he did show Suspiria and I can't remember what the other one was. He, he showed two Italian horror movies, one straight after the other. Now, Italian horror movies are okay, but they do take a bit of a toll on you. They are quite intense. And watching two straight after the other was a bit kind of like, oh, my God, my brain <laughs> and my ears. The music is so loud and <laughs> booming. Um, and Italian people do have some strange thing about blind people being attacked by their own dogs. I don't quite know why. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was the uh, feedback from the Romford Horror Film Festival. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody out there. Watch out for it. Look out for any advertising. Um, follow them on Facebook. They have their own Facebook page, uh, their own um, stuff and that sort of thing, which will keep you up to date with what's going on. Uh, and they have a the Romford Film Festival, which is on uh, later in the year, um, have a website and the film festival, uh, the horror film festival uh, can be uh, accessed via that website. So I'll put the links on, on here as I always do. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, talk about, we'll see about that next year. Next year should be really good because he's hoping to be bigger and all that kind of thing. Um, next week, we will have the aforementioned deformed lunchbox interview uh and uh yes so thank you very much for listening to me waffle on scott it's all right i'm glad i could <laughs> and uh thank you to people out there for um everything congratulations to all of the winners of awards at the festival um congratulations to everybody who got a film on the festival because Making these films, especially the short films, is, is quite a thankless task sometimes. and You don't get a lot of reward for it. And getting to see your films up on the big screen. Some of the people there who have made, made these films were saying it's the first time that they'd actually seen the films on a big screen. 
and and that in itself especially being actually watched by an audience and hearing the people at you because every film that came on there got a round of applause at the end of it no matter how good bad or otherwise it was um and so you know hearing people actually appreciate the work you've done is is quite a big thing um there were some great question and answers uh, sessions as well after some of the films they, they were really interesting hearing the, the people who made the film talk about their their uh, their processes and and why they made those particular films and things like that so that was good all of those videos are available on youtube on the uh, romford horror film festival uh, youtube channel so i'll put a link to that as well so you can watch any of those that you want to um so yes that's about it really thank you for everybody for tuning in and uh we will talk to you again soon bye the Sci-Fora Film Podcast. The Sci-Fora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.